Welcome back to the Health, Wealth, and Happiness podcast with your host, Natalie Bolin. And Bailey Graff, where together we create a safe space that allows you to live your best life. Oh my gosh, I'm still like so rusty from our (laughs) time off. Um, This episode was a really fun one. It was super interactive. Yes, I agree. We laughed back and forth and it was so fun. It really was. And I think that kind of speaks to how we met BJ because it was so random and spontaneous and that's not the right word that I want. Um, serendipitous is how we met serendipitously, but she is all about tarot. Um, and you'll hear all about it in this episode. I know we kind of dug into tarot a bit with high priestess of Brooklyn. Um, and this kind of just goes into it a little bit deeper with some more stories. Um, and we do tell the story of how we met at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. It's so random. So you definitely don't, don't miss out on it. If you are going to cut out, just fast forward to it. Cause it's such a good story and I love it so much. And she's amazing. Um, and she also, BJ also reads, uh, these drawings that we did. She asked us to do a flower drawing and like the initial conversation that we had with her, which I had never, I've never been asked to do that before. And it was super cool. So thank you, BJ, for doing that. It was really fun. Yeah. I, I, she hit it right on the head with those drawings. And, um, I feel like Bale, you were like tearing up a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I might have, I might have, um, to be honest, I don't remember. So you'll have to listen to figure it out, <laughs> but, uh, BJ Royal is a spiritual advisor and has been practicing the art of tarot for nine and a half years. Her journey started when she picked up her boyfriend's deck after he had had a bad experience with the cards and she purchased her own deck the next day. Now at 33, she is establishing herself in the spiritual world by offering personal readings and general Zodiac readings under the name Royal Revelations on YouTube and Etsy. BJ is also a newly published author of the urban fiction novel, The X-Code Compilation, Dangerous Assumptions, which you can buy on Amazon, linked in the bio. Before we let you go to tune into this episode, of course, please leave us a five-star rating. If you enjoy this episode with BJ, um, on Apple podcasts and newly added, you can now leave reviews on Spotify, which I haven't done yet, but if one of you do, please let us know. I would love to check it out and follow us on Instagram at HWH pod doing a ton more video content behind the scenes where you can actually see us recording, which is super fun. And I think it adds just more personality to what you're hearing um, every other Monday. Yeah, it's nice to put a face to the voices. And last thing, you can join our email list for a monthly newsletter with our classic journal prompt. Just click the link in the bio to go to our website and sign up there. Enjoy this episode with BJ Royal. I just want to ask you how you got started with tarot. I've been dying to know this story. So do you want to start there? How you discovered it? 
Yes. So um, my son's dad, when we were together, he actually introduced me to a different type of spiritual world. So my mom has always believed in horoscopes and astrology and zodiac and different things like that. So I was always the type to um, be intrigued by it. But it wasn't until like I had just graduated from um, college. So I went to North Carolina Central University. I had just graduated from college. Uh, we met like that summer after I graduated and he had a deck of tarot cards. So he said that he didn't necessarily use them because one day he put out a spread and he left and he had to go do something and he came back and the window was, I guess, cracked or something. But the wind blew the cards all over the place. And then he was like, okay, no, I don't want to deal with these cards no more. Like, he got scared. I think it was the wind. But, of course, you know, some people have different feelings, you know, intuitions and so forth. So um, he really didn't deal with them. So I picked them up one day. I think he was at work. I was in the apartment board. So I picked them up and I just spreaded them out. And I don't know if there was a book with it at the time. Um, but I might have just looked up the meanings in a book and I asked the questions, spread them out, looked up the meanings. I'm like, oh, my God, that is so accurate. So I was like, after that, that next day, I went to Barnes and Noble. I had no idea where to get tarot cards from, first of all. So I had to Google that. And so once I learned, I was like, they sell tarot cards at Barnes and Noble. Right. I'm like, that's weird. That's random. Right. I was like, I thought I was going to end up in some like spooky place or something, some type of spiritual store. You know, I didn't know where I was going to end up. So I went and got the cards. My very first deck, it was the regular um, writer deck, you know, the standard deck. So um, once I got that, I just and I recommend recommend actually anybody that starts to read tarot to use this deck. Because there's so much information that you can access, like, on the internet. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of easy access information that'll help you learn more quicker. You know what I'm saying? So you can get the meanings of the cards. But just the regular, I, I would say, Western civilization deck of the cards, the writer deck. So I got that deck. And um, ever since, I started just asking my friends if I could do readings on them. So um, my very first, re well, not my very first reading, one of my readings, my friends, I had never read her before. And so off gate, I felt a sense to read reversals. So I got these cards, these cards fell out and it was like two cards. And the second card, I was running my mouth and I couldn't figure out like what direction the cards were supposed to go in. And so I was like, oh man, so I felt kind of bad, but I shuffled them all up. I put them back in the deck and then I did it again. I shuffled the cards and I promise you the same two cards that I had just pulled out came right back out in the same one was upright. One was reversed. What? And I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. Right. I'm like, okay. Cause I was just getting into it. So this for me was like shocking. And I immediately started crying because even my friend was like, she was like, oh man, she got to start over. It's not going to be right. So in a sense, it actually made her a believer too. You get what I'm saying? Because she was she was just shocked just as much as I was. So from there, like I just went left, right? I just went up the hill. I just started researching, asking more people to let me read your cards. Would you like me to do, give you a read? I never pressure anybody. Um, but if people are interested, I've, I've asked them to read their cards or to volunteer to let me practice on them. And when I got to Orlando, maybe like a year and a half later, I took this tarot reading class. 
um, which will fall into why I had you guys to create the flower. Because our very first class, she had us to draw a flower and she read us based off of our flowers that we drew. So um, that actually is a part of my start of my tarot journey, which is why I wanted you guys to draw the flowers as well during the podcast for the podcast. Um, so yeah, so ever since then, um, I'm gonna say about I volunteered, actually, I never charged anybody um, for tarot readings for about, I'm going to say the first seven and a half, eight years that I was doing it, Um, because I always felt like since I had a gift, um, it was meant for me to just give it, you know, Um, and people, of course, tip me here and there. But after a while, I was like, you know what, you know, I think I have something really solid, you know, I want to actually share my gift with more people and, um, you know, I can get paid for what I do, but I try to make it reasonable and affordable because I feel like spirituality, two things I don't feel like should be so expensive, right? Spirituality and beauty, right? I should be able to go get my hair done, my nails done without costing me an arm and a leg. And I feel like I should go get some spiritual guidance for less too. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, what a cool story. Like what a great way to get into tarot. And I love like the, the story of the cards kind of like blowing in the wind and then you pulling mm-hmm. the same exact ones two times mm-hmm. in a row. Um, that kind of goes into one of my first questions about tarot. And I didn't see this. I know that you had um, some tarot myths down here, but mm-hmm. maybe this is a myth, but I've heard a rumor and I think Matt and I have talked about this before. Is it true that you're supposed to be gifted your first set of cards? Have you heard that rumor before? So, okay. So no, like, so technically speaking, I feel like yeah, that is a myth. So um, that's something that I was coming across is doing research before we did this. So yeah, that is a myth that most people have. They feel like they um, have to have this kind of gift. But if you learn the meanings of the cards, you can do a reading, right? I've, I still feel like you need to have some type of level of intuition, of course, but I don't feel like um, that has to be your gift. Um, now for me, because uh, I've seen people that do other, other works of divination, whether they practice um, white magic or whether or not they um, read palmistry or whether they're um, mediums, you know, um, everybody has their own thing, but people will go towards other ones like, okay, well, let me mess, play with my cards today. Let me see what my cards say, right? So um, it's just another form of divination. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be psychic um, to read gifts, although um, I always say that to my mom. She'd be like, do you have a camera in my house? You always call me when I'm walking in the door or something. I'm like, I'm psychic. You know, I say stuff like that. But for the most part, I'm just a tarot card reader. You know, um, one of the main things that we learned in that class was to read what you see. Right. So uh, any symbols that stick out to you and, of course, learning the meanings will help. But um, I don't feel like you have to have this crazy type of gift to be able to read tarot cards. You know what I'm saying? So but I do feel like you need to have some type of intuitive um, energy about you. You know, um, it helps, needless to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like also with the gifting thing. um, Yeah, we definitely have talked about that before and like heard it. But I feel like some people could be waiting forever until they're gifted a a deck and maybe they're interested in it and no one ever gifts one to them. So it's like, you know what I mean? So that's what you were meaning, not being gifted at all. You mean being, giving your, your first deck being given to you. 
In either sense of it, because they're both valid questions. But have you heard that one too, though? Yes. Yes. So, no, absolutely not. I don't believe so. You know what I'm saying? I feel like now I do feel like, especially used cards, if you go somewhere and find some used cards, I do feel like you need to sage them, burn, you know, um, cleanse them or whatever the case may be to cleanse out any energies. Um, You can do those for your... um, for your own rituals, when you initially get your first day, cleanse them, you know, connect with them. Um, I've heard all kinds of things. People sleep with their cards under their pillows. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you know, it varies, you know, but I feel like it's whatever you connect with. But just to have your first date being given to you, I mean, I guess you can say that kind of happened to me, but I don't know if he wanted me to use those cards. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I was just in there, ram- I won't rambling. I mean, I was just kind of like, I want to use these. Like, what are these? Like, let me figure it out, right? So it was like a gift that I was in that environment. I don't know. But nah, I don't I don't think so. I don't think there's a, a right and wrong way to do it as long as you're like grounded, safe, protected, and make sure you're not, you know, getting too much into, to, into things that you really don't know about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, kind of like, I feel like also from my perspective, maybe it's like one of those things when you're ready for it, it'll come into your life and you became aware of them at this moment where you're like, oh, and then you dove right into it. So maybe if that was earlier in your life, you wouldn't have, you know, tried it or anything like that. So maybe it's a timing thing and that's like the gifting of tarot. Um, Yeah. yeah, that I like that idea. Okay. So I kind of want to get into some basics because I'm not as versed in tarot as maybe Bailey is. Mm -hmm. So is there like 52 cards? Is it, I don't even know in a normal deck of cards, is it 52? (laughs) In a standard playing deck of cards. Yes. Yeah. So like, that's my question is like, okay, is there 52 cards? Are there hearts, diamonds? Like give us a little bit of background if someone has never seen a tarot deck. Okay, so um, cool. So can we can we do? I have three questions in a quiz, and it kind of touches on that, right? Let's do so, it. Um, so let's let's do the little quiz I got for you guys. So obviously, I know you didn't cheat because uh, you're asking me this question because um, I did literally put "Don't cheat," lol. Um, so the first question was, how many cards are in a standard tarot deck? Like that was my question. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so if you don't know, um, Natalie, what about Bill? I am like upset that I'm probably going to get this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, I want to say 48. 48. Okay. All right. So the correct answer is 78. Oh, 78. What? That's so many. It is a lot of cards, right? It's definitely a thick deck of cards. And I, I literally just, I, this has been the longest, the deck I've had the longest. So I literally went through it and split it up in the major arcanas, all the different suits and stuff, and wanted to make sure I had all of the cards. So yeah, it's, um, it's uh, 78 cards total. It's 22 major arcana cards, which are numbered 0 through 21. And there are 56 minor arcana cards which are split up in the um four suits which leads to my next question what are the four elements that represent the suits in the major in the minor arcana i'm sorry i'm I'm gonna let's let's collaborate on this one okay (laughs) i mean i'm assuming water is an element okay like maybe 
Bail, you look not agreeing. Correct. You are correct. Okay. Water um, is one of them. Okay. Yeah, water is one of them. Um, earth. Uh, absolutely correct. Okay. Fire. Yep. And air. Oh, man. Girl, you hit it right on the head. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, Bail. Well done. I was going to go a completely opposite direction, so I'm glad you just ran with it. <laughs> So, um, so what are some things that you thought, um, just cause I feel like sometimes there is no wrong answer. So let's see what you would have thought. Well, so I was thinking like, I know some of the major, I don't know what these are called in tarot, but like the, mm-hmm. like you have like wands and pentacles and cups. Yeah. And I thought maybe those were the elements, but yeah. maybe so you're <laughs> absolutely right. So those are the actual name of the suits, right? So you are actually right. So cups, water represent cups and that represents your emotions, right? Um, any feelings that you have. Um, um, then you said she said earth. So earth represent pinnacles. Um, so that can represent any money, um, any, um, I, sometimes I, I don't know why I think, um, pinnacles represent time for me sometimes, um, cause the pinnacles look like little clocks. <laughs> so sometimes, um, they can represent time and money for me, um, with the earth. So that's anything that's tangible, anything that's physical. Um, and then you go into fire. So the wands equal, um, like work and, uh, desire the fire element, right? And then you have air. So that represents your swords. And that talks, that rules communication, talking, thinking, and so forth. So you guys were both right. Teamwork. (laughs) Yes. yes. I love that. These are fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually leads to my last question. See, I'm glad. See, I was playing with this. I was like, I need to turn these questions around, right? I changed the order of them like three times. So I'm glad I did this. So the last question is, what suit represents your sex life? Cups, wands, swords, or pinnacles? I'm going to guess you said fire was swords. Is that what you said? Fire was wands. Oh, wands. So I'm going to guess wands then. Okay. I was going, so that was going to be my original guess. I want to say cups actually, because that's emotion. Okay. So the main, main answer I would say is wants, fire, desire. Now I do feel like you could pick up on sexual energy with other combinations of cards and other energies. Right. But for me, mainly when I'm reading Sex life, honey, comes out in wands. When all the wands start flying out, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to know your business, right? <laughs> so yeah, so I would definitely say wands more so, but any other combination of different cards, you could pick up on it as well. But I definitely pick up on it a lot of times with the suit of wands. I'm taken aback by how many cards there are. And now like knowing <laughs> it's like so complex. I'm impressed even uh-huh. more so than I already was. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I really feel like, especially with how many cards it is, and depending on the size of the deck, too, like you might have a big deck trying to shuffle them all, right? It's a lot of cards, right? And it is a lot to learn. So uh, I feel like it's best to kind of learn them 
in in suits like major arcana with your food to your to the world how those go in order and then learn your suits like swords and pinnacles so forth and then go inside of those and break those down individually right so um yeah it's a process now like i said it's nine it's been about nine and a half years going on 10 for me so i've learned a lot over the years you know yeah i can imagine it's like partially learn as you go. And something that I really like about tarot is that there's obviously like meanings for everything, like written down Mm -hmm. in like your guidebook or whatever you may have. Um, but you can also kind of put your own perspective on it too. And like, that's the whole point of having a reader. Like you're going to pick up on different things. You're going to have different feelings. Um, Mm -hmm. and obviously you're like shuffling in someone else's energy when you're doing a reading for them. And like, it's just a very beautiful process to like integrate Mm -hmm. the two of those things. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I like the personal readings, you know, um, because of course I have a YouTube channel, Royal Revelations. um, But also I did that so I could gain more um, person, um, gain more customers, basically gain more people and do personal readings. So me doing the personal readings, I love those more, you know, because you get to kind of sit in this energy with your your people and you kind of feel what they feel. You're able to kind of provide some type of comfort or some type of insight for them, right? I, I feel like I'm sharing my gift to them and I try to always feel everybody out and relay the message how I feel like they could um, receive it. And and tarot cards are cool, you know, but I also follow uh, my readings with the oracle card. Um, so, um, cause I like to wrap it up, right. It's like my mic drop. Cause they didn't believe me the whole time until this one Oracle card that I read out the book, um, says everything that they, I just said, it sums it up, you know? So, but it's also a positive spin on it and, and not all tarot card readings are negative. You know, it's just that sometimes you may have to relay some heavy messages to people. Um, so it just gives them an insight of, you know, um, energies are are some things yes are written in the stars but energies don't have you don't have to stay in this energy you know there is light at the end of the tunnel definitely so this is a really good segue i think into our tarot myths so i know you kind of put some tarot myths down on our little dock here and one of my favorite ones uh, that stood out to me and you can go through them any way you want Mm -hmm. but something that actually happened to me Um, I pulled the death card in a reading once and my reader freaked out, which obviously freaked me out. So that's not necessarily a negative reading. Am I right Mm -hmm. about that? Exactly. No, absolutely not. So, yeah. So one of my myths I put down um, the bunking terror myths was death card means actual death. No, that is absolutely not true. I mean, now with a combination of a bunch of other sore cards maybe where you see people laying out you know like maybe then but even then it can mean something totally different but for me first of all the death card represents um the a sign of scorpio um but it also um which is a water sign but it also represents transformation so when i think about the death card i think about a butterfly right so you come in from one part as a caterpillar you go in this cocoon and you come out as a beautiful butterfly so sometimes and i also feel like it's some type of evolution 
right? Being somebody totally different or not totally different as a person, but just being in a totally different phase of your life. Maybe something changes. It could be drastic. It could be um, subtle, but it's definitely a transformation into the next level into the next energy and some of the cards it may i feel like they're descriptions right they're verbs to your life so um the death card is basically saying okay this is a, a transformative period in your life you know there and and the cards surrounding it will tell you what it actually is talking about so whether you need to change your diet you know or whether you need to change how you um perceive people um, whether or not you need to change your opinion on something, um, it's just telling you basically that it, you're not going to die, but you know, it's definitely a, a major change that's going to come. Yeah, definitely. And like when I pulled that card too, it, it made so much sense in that situation. And I don't know, I don't know what else was going on, but it was just not a great reading, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. I also don't like the fact that she, um, was kind of like, freaked out about it right because it's like we're the professional in a sense so like we have to keep this face even though like and sometimes my face do say things you know what i'm saying because of course you know i mean we're human right people and a lot of people who get readings and stuff they're intuitive right they're empaths they can see and feel things because we're video chatting or we're face to face right they can feel the energy shift or they can see that something is going on however it's up to the reader to kind of relay that message in a way where your person is not freaking out, right? They're like, oh my God, like as soon as I walk out the door, it's some final destination mess. Like this crane is gonna fall out the sky and smash me down to the ground. I'm be dead. No, it's 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 not like that. Um another card that actually has um like a, a negative connotation is the tower card, right? So people like the tower card, oh my god, yeah, sometimes the tower card can be happy. But sometimes the tower card can just be a surprise, right? It can be something like, oh my God, look what happened, you know? So a lot of these cards, um, not a lot, maybe just a couple have negative connotations attached to them. But if you actually looked up the meaning of the card, it probably is the complete opposite of what you think it is. That makes sense. I didn't know the tarot card was, or the tarot card, the tower card was controversial, but um, the death, when I heard Bailey's story about death and like pulling the death card, I was like, oh my God, you're going to die. Like, and then obviously she told the rest of the story and then she was like, no, it's like rebirth. <laughs> like I am one of those people who knows the myths about tarot. I'm, I'll be completely honest. And then it wasn't until like mm-hmm. later in life when Bailey started pulling a couple cards for me, if I would visit her and stuff like that. Um, that I was like opened up to this idea like because growing Mm -hmm. up this will allude to like a couple of the other myths but growing up I was always like kind of under the impression that it was like gypsies or like evil Mm -hmm. like I was I grew up in the Catholic church and you're told never Mm -hmm. to do any of this stuff it's the devil Mm -hmm. like don't touch it Um, and I'm not as practicing of a Catholic anymore. I don't really consider myself Catholic because I realized Mm -hmm. like a lot of the things you're taught like that. I was like, I don't know if I personally like agree with all this. So definitely eye-opening. And I mean, you put it on the myth. So is that not the case? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's funny that you name every single myth pretty much that was (laughs) 
on the list, right? Because I mean, that is, I feel like I'm, I'm going to say that is the stereotypical um, thing that you get when people talk about tarot, but not only tarot, but other divination um, tools like the Ouija board, right? People are like, the Ouija board, what you got to do? Talk to dead people? Like, look, honey, dead people talk to me in my sleep, right? So I have dreams and, and dead people will be talking to me or spirits are talking to me. Like, I, I don't get a break, you know what I'm saying? So I have dreams and stuff. It's crazy. But like any divination tools you use, no matter what the practice is, can have a negative side to it, right? But it's just like good and evil, white and black, like the, the differences between everything, right? There's a, there's no gray area sometimes. People think like, okay, it can either be good or it can be bad, right? So I feel like a lot of people get have those same mindsets. And I want to say maybe I believed a couple of them, you know, because I've had people in the church to tell me like, no, oh, you need to put that down, you know? And I'm like, I don't think so, you know, like, and, you know, because I'm like, I think you need to put some of the stuff that you're doing now since you, I ain't trying to be funny, but, you know, you're in your spiritual path, your religious path, but you're doing things that, that they say that you're not supposed to be doing. Um, so how can you judge me, especially if I'm walking in a path of light? If I'm doing it to help people, if I'm doing to give people the clarity that they've been searching for, and I'm not, you know, uh, trying to hit somebody over the head for their money. I'm being genuine and I'm trying to relay a message that I know I'm getting from God and my higher ups. Then you can't tell me that I'm, I'm really doing something wrong, but people try to persuade you to believe things because sometimes they don't know themselves. Ignorance is bliss. True that. And that, I mean, alludes to why we have this podcast and we have a guest like you on so we can like educate and just share a different mm -hmm. side of things that some of our listeners might be similar to us originally, like believing these myths and never giving it a chance. But who knows if you go to get a tarot reading with someone like yourself, like what could come up? It could be like really mm -hmm. eye-opening. Man, you'd be surprised. I was so... um naive to the questions that I would be getting once I started opening up and letting the public get um ask me for readings and get readings for me so I'm thinking that people would be calling me about oh how's my love life you know yeah I get those questions but sometimes it's deeper than that right um are my kids safe are they in danger you know I'm in this relationship um um how how are things going to look for me financially I just had a, a major hit here you know and my life has has changed drastically um my spouse just got locked up or maybe I just lost my spouse all together you know life throws you um major things at, at um impeccable times like you would think um that it's <laughs> I guess you would say I, I guess you would say it's really kind of this situation where you really feel like oh man my whole life is crumbling right and and people need spiritual guidance, right? So um, that's where me and other people come in at to kind of debunk those things and, and let you understand that it's all about um, walking in light and really getting the answers that you need. And, and don't be so caught up in, and one thing I can say, don't go into a reading with um, a lot of expectations either, right? Um, just go in it with an open mind, open heart. Um, I tell people all the time, tarot card readers are like advice, you either take it or you leave it. 
right? Um, that's how I put it, you know? And so if I give you this advice and, you know, you don't feel like it suits you, then okay. But um, as long as you walk out of there kind of satisfied and feeling like, you know, okay, I got some answers. Like, I don't like getting off a call when I don't feel like this person has gotten some type of clarity. Like, right, I'm pulling out decks, cars are flying. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. I feel like um, you kind of touched on it, but I think a common thing also why people avoid tarot or maybe never get a reading is because they're scared of the answer that they'll get. Mm -hmm. So that alludes to this next myth that I'm reading where tarot cards are hundred percent accurate. Is that the case? Like, I think that stops a lot of people. They're afraid they're going to get this answer and then they're just waiting for this bad thing to happen or whatever. But uh, you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier where it was like energy yeah. it's like you can change that energy yeah so um time is fluid and energies are always changing so no i don't feel like uh tarot cards are 100 accurate um because you could do things do something one day and then the next day something changes that's completely out of your control right and then the energies change so maybe you have to redo some things and then your life is on a different path you know um or um some of the things that your tarot reader could have pointed out start to unfold and then you're like okay maybe i need to kind of change this direction right um i do feel like it's a difference between um things that are written in the stars for you um like once you dive into your um astrology chart if you look up your birth chart and so forth some things are written in the stars for you um other than that i do feel like time is fluid i do feel like energy shifts and they change and that's one of the reasons why i feel like tarot cards are not 100 accurate how i tell my people when they get a reading from me i can tell you how thing what happened in the past what's happening now and what can happen in the future if you continue on this path. That's exactly what I tell them. It's not 100% accurate. But I feel like people use tarot, tarot cards to like um, want to predict the future all the time, predict the future, predict the future. Those are not what the cards are for. The cards are for guidance. The cards are to give you insight and to let you know, like, hey, you can continue on this path, but this may happen. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, people can see things written in the stars things that are going to happen, you know, um, cause it's just already in the works. There's nothing that you can do to change it. However, I do feel like things can change. Things can shift. Absolutely. It's, it's not 100% accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we talked about this. We had a, a psychic on the podcast on, I think episode 13. And she mentioned that she's like, she gives readings all the time. She's like, if, you continue on this path. If you continue with this energy, then mm -hmm. this might happen, but like mm -hmm. everything's always shifting, you know, it's, it's kind of yeah. um, reassuring that you can always change your path. Absolutely. I like that reassuring that you can always change your path. Right. Uh, yeah. You definitely need, need to be open to um, possibilities. I think uh, my therapist, uh, therapists are good at showing you options that you never thought were possible right and it's always been an option you just didn't want to see it yourself because you were kind of stuck in what you wanted to see and what you wanted to do but sometimes and i feel like tarot cards are the same thing you know i'm a spiritual advisor i'm basically giving you insight on look these are the options that you have and some people don't even see it until you bring it up or some people don't get to face it 
because maybe they've been lying to themselves or maybe they were afraid, you know, or maybe they had some type of trauma from their life and they kind of closed it out of their mind. And until you bought it up because spirit felt like, hey, this is what they need to talk about. You know, a lot of times I, I give people the option, right? Um, do you want to uh, do ask me questions, which you can, or would you like me to just pull some general energy and see what I come up with? And they'll say a lot of times they'll say general energy, you know, and I'll pull up and I always ask spirit, what do you think um, that they need to know the most? And, and it'll start unfolding. It'll probably be what's already on the top of their mind. Tarot card readings are confirmation of what you already were feeling in the first place. I like that. Yeah. You're just acting as that guide. Um, so mm-hmm. to kind of go off of that, another myth that you have on here, um, are there certain rituals that you have to do when you're using tarot? Like, are there certain things that you do that is recommended that everyone do with tarot? Well, one thing that I do recommend it is to be protected, right? Always have some type of protection around you, whether you're trying to wear it. Um, like right now I'm wearing um, the evil eye bracelet. So that way, and I like these, right? Because it's like the eye is is forever turning, right? So it's like, I feel like it's always watching my back or something. Um, so like, so you can have um, different um different jewelry you can have different stones around you um you can burn certain candles um definitely cleanse i feel like sometimes people just don't cleanse right but before readings and after readings i always use it you can use palo santos you can use sage um whatever you feel comfortable with i've seen some sprays because some people don't like to burn things in their home so i've seen um uh, sprays for sage and different things where you can just spray as long as you cleanse the energy some people use florida water so definitely cleanse before and after your reading do cleanses on yourself often, you know, maybe once or twice a a month, you know, because you come in, especially when you're doing it for the masses, when you're coming into contact with so many people, especially people that you don't know with different energies, you never know what people have attached to them. Sometimes they don't even know. They come to you because they're in a mess, right? But sometimes you pick up one, they may have some heavy energies. So I would say cleanse and protect I always say a prayer um, to make sure that I'm um, giving thanks for my gift and also being able to deliver a clear and accurate message. Um, some people, like I said earlier, like when, when people get their cards, some people like asleep under the pillow. To me, there's not necessarily a right and wrong way. I do feel like cleansing and uh, <laughs> first of all, cleansing and being grounded and being protected is a big part of it. Um, but other than that, Whatever way you read cards, it's okay. I don't feel like there's a right and wrong way, uh, a accurate spread and an inaccurate way of reading cards. I don't believe that exists. Do you, have you guys always felt like that? Have you guys felt like um, you had to do it a certain way? Like I might, I need to walk through the door, turn to the right one time, and and go straight, sit cross leg in a circle of salt. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I feel like sometimes it could get elaborate. But have you guys ever read into that yourselves personally? So this season, we have a new partner, and it is one that we talk about so often. It is Coco Kind. Yes. And, you know, we're going to be straight up and honest. We don't have a promo code, but don't fast forward because we definitely want to share what we think of them and why we love them and why we still chose them to be a partner. 
So Coco Kind is a super sustainable company. Um, most of their products are packaged in glass, which we love. Um, and if it's not in glass, they are like very easily recyclable. Um, and they just, they're, they're a company that care about their people. They care about their company. Like it's just a very conscious company. All of the ingredients are super basic. They do a ton of research. And for Nat and I who have sensitive skin, it's really nice to know that like nothing is being added into our products. It's like stuff that we can really like read and trust and love. Yeah. And with that, I think comes, it is more natural based. I know natural is such a loose word, but the ingredients themselves are pretty natural. Like they're, they came out with a sunscreen, did a ton of studies. Like Bale said, they'll send it to their customers to test and like give reviews and they'll reformulate based on what they hear and feedback. So it is, they're super in touch with, you know, their customers, which is great. And one thing I love about them is just how affordable everything is. It's such great quality products. Um, base, you know, I will be honest when I first used them, it was during the journey where I recently got off birth control. My acne was flaring up. So I had to pause using them, but there is one product that I still love. And if I sit, I will buy it because it's super refreshing and just gentle. It's the rose water, like just spritz. I don't know the technical name. It comes in a nice little glass bottle, but it feels so good midday, especially if you live somewhere where it's hot quite often, it's always nice to kind of refresh. Yeah. I use the rose water toner too. And I actually had like a refill from another company that I refilled my cocoa kind bottle with. And you could tell the difference. It was crazy. Um, my current favorite products by them. And I love so many of them. Um, any single one of their sticks that they have, especially the matcha all over stick, I think it's called, it's like a really good moisturizer and really good for under your eyes. Um, but also any of their, uh, highlighter sticks too, they all have mushrooms in them. So, you know, I'm obsessed. Um, and then the watermelon hemp seed oil is like the best moisturizer for winter. It is my absolute favorite. I just bought two bottles. So I would definitely recommend that. Um, like Nat said earlier, we don't have a code to share with you, but it does still help us out if you purchase through our link, which is linked in the show notes and then also in our Instagram bio. Yes. So if, if you do check them out, be sure to use that link because it is tracked through that and let us know what you end up purchasing and if you like it and we love to hear from you guys. So don't be shy. No, I have, I've always come from the place where it's personal and like whatever, cause it is kind of intuitive. So everyone's intuition, we all have different r- rituals that make us feel more awake or third eye mm-hmm. opening. Um, so I would say like, maybe there are rituals, but to each person kind of what you just said. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this might be controversial. I don't even know, but um, you were talking about like cleansing and how it's important. And it, in my mind, it goes back to like how I was brought up and it parallels. I just thought of this, like when you go to a Catholic church, there's holy water. I, I don't know if it's other churches I've never mm-hmm. been, but it's holy water. And that's like cleansing. Like everyone dips their fingers and does the sign of the cross. And I feel like that's like a mm-hmm. cleansing of all these masses mm-hmm. of people coming into one congregation. Yep. It's like, it's so paralleled. I just realized. Mm-hmm incense yeah. too yeah yeah the candles candle work um um i'm i'm and i'm believe me i'm just trying to be uh i'm, I'm not trying to be ignorant or uh, it's 
you know, weird or anything, but so in the Catholic church, from some of the things that I've seen, do they normally use a lot of candles in Catholic churches? Yeah, they're ev- like all up on the altar. And then mm-hmm. even like incense, there will be moments. I don't remember if it was every like church ceremony, is it called? I can't remember, but there were mm-hmm. like things where they would have swing incense, like up mm-hmm. and down the entire church through the pews. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe it. I, I believe a lot of it is parallel which is why I don't why I don't understand why um, some people in religious backgrounds look so down upon people and their spiritual beliefs. You know, I tell people all the time, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. You know, I walk on a certain path, but it's a path of life. You know, I was raised in a church, raised in a Baptist church. You know, I went to church all the time. I went to Sunday school. You know, I, I learned a lot. I know about, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know the Bible from front to back because I do not, you know what I'm saying? But I do know um, certain things from the Bible. And I've taken those things that I felt like, like thou, the commandments, thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal. Yeah, I do feel, honestly, yeah, I do feel like that is wrong, you know? So I'm not going to do that. Um, they say, they feel like you should tithe every month, right? Give tithes. Okay, no, I don't have a church. I'm not going to church giving tithes. However, I do give back, right? So I'm going to give people, um, so I might feed a homeless guy. Uh, my friends know I'm infamous for doing stuff, right? Uh, one time I got stuck at a Taco Bell. Like my car sat low. My very first car sat real low. It was a 91 Honda Accord. So I was driving around the back of the Taco Bell and they were doing some construction. So my car got stuck on the, the hump. So out of nowhere, these these two homeless people came out of nowhere and they helped me push the car off of the mound. So I told them, and I was completely honest, I, I might've been in college or something or, or right out of high school. I was like, look, hey, I don't really have any money to give y'all, but I was on my way to this Taco Bell to get food for the family. We're going to get like a family pack of tacos. I can offer you guys some food because I wasn't spending my money anyway, you know, but they helped me out. So I got to look out for them. So the the one guy, he was like, no, I won't know. Can I cuss? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, please. <laughs> so he was like, no, I don't want no damn tacos. But the lady was like, man, look, I don't know about him, but I'm hungry. I would love a taco. You know what I'm saying? So just different stories like that and me being able to give back to people, um, uh, one more, one more little story. I was in college. I was bro- so broke in college, right? So I had a back seat full of groceries. I had just left home, and I went to the post office to drop a package off. And this lady came outside, and she was like, "Hey, um, do you have any change?" I'm like, "Ma'am, honest to God, I'm broke." I was like, "However, I have a back seat full of groceries, and I can make you a bag of groceries right now if you have somewhere, you know, that you could take it and cook food and stuff." Because I had like meats and all kinds of stuff. She was like, "Yeah." So I'm in the back seat putting all kinds of stuff. I was like, "You like steak?" I had like a T-bone. She was like, "No, nah, I won't take your steak. Just give me that hamburger meat, you know." And she was so sweet, and I just put that stuff in the bag, and I told her, "I'm like, ma'am, I couldn't." I couldn't do a lot, but this is what I have, you know, and I feel like those are my offerings um, and what, you know, they talk about that you should be doing. Ties are not off only money, but it's time, 
you volunteer, you know, and you do things to help people. So there's so many things that parallel, uh, parallel between the church and, and spiritual practices that I just, sometimes it baffles me to see that they're closed off. And some sometimes spirituality, people who are spiritual are closed off to certain church beliefs that are positive, you know? So I feel like it goes both ways, but I do feel like um, like tarot card readers and psychics and mediums and stuff, they do get a hard time for um, the church. Definitely. I just want to say, first of all, that's really kind of you to share. Oh. Even when having so little, like you still uh, made it a point to share. I think that's great. But mm-hmm. that's, this does kind of go into one of the controversial tarot topics that you had on mm-hmm. here. Like, should religious people use tarot? Um, I don't think it's an issue, right? Because I consider myself a spiritual advisor, right? I'm, I'm just basically giving you spiritual guidance. People are all the time, like, I used to have people say, how do you know you're not getting your messages from the devil? And I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. So first of all, quick story. So since I was 15, I've always had vivid dreams that come to pass, right? So I'm always like um, dreaming something and it actually happens, right? So for me, it's like, I've where did those messages come from? Those warnings come from, right? God had to give me those. I always knew I had a gift. It's just that tarot is my choice of divination to relay my gift. It's what I felt like I'm the most comfortable with, that I can get the best, most accurate message and clear message out to my person. So people are like, yeah, like, yeah, don't, who do you get your, who, who do you get that from? Like, God, like who else do you think that I'm getting it from, right? So if somebody call, I've had people to call me from religious backgrounds that I do do readings for, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes, and we can relate on a, a spiritual level and a religious level because I, I have been to church. I know certain parts of the Bible. Like I said, I don't know the whole Bible, you know what I'm saying? But I do know some things and I do know some stories and I do know how to relate to them. So, yes, I do feel like that people should be able to, uh, as long as you're using it for good, because I feel like any religious practice or spiritual practice is supposed to be done for light and not dark, right? For me, that's the difference. It's what you're trying to do with the information. It's what you're trying to do with the candle magic or the Ouija board or, or whatever divination. If you're throwing bones, I don't know what you're doing. But as long as you're using it for light, I don't feel like it's an issue right? Uh, Especially if you're not doing anything wrong. You're just talking to somebody else about maybe what path you should go on, what light, you know, maybe you've been praying, you know, and maybe you don't feel like you've been seeing the signs. So it's just another way. Again, it's like advice. You either take it or you leave it, you know, but it's all about how you're using it. So absolutely not. I don't see anything wrong with people having a religious background using certain divination tools. Absolutely not. Yeah. I love that you keep saying that you know, if you're working with light Mm -hmm. there, we don't see like the issue. Like I would agree with that, which is why I said, we like, you don't see Mm -hmm. the issue and I don't as well. Um, because like, yeah, there's going to be light and dark in both sides. Like you Mm -hmm. keep alluding to, I guess is the word, um, like the spiritual side will have light and dark like people doing it for good and bad and Mm -hmm. same to the other side, the church will be good and bad. Um, Mm -hmm. so it all comes to intention. Like what is the person's intention behind it? So exactly. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I actually, this next controversial topic is kind of interesting to me. It's about 
you wrote tarot cards meanings are general and can relate to anyone. And then you put in like YouTube, TikTok, which is interesting. So I was made aware of your YouTube videos. You do like tarot Mm -hmm. YouTube videos. So how do those work if they are to the general public and like, it's not an individual person's energy? Like what, how does that even, are they real? Right, exactly. Right. Are yeah. they real? Um, now you will get um, some very genuine people um, on there and they are very gifted. I've watched some readings on YouTube and I'm sitting there with my mouth wide open because it was something that I just that just came out my mouth like a second ago or, you know, or it really relates to what I actually went through. Like it's very specific. Right. So, yeah, I feel like um Sometimes you just have to use your your intuition, right? I first of all, I feel like don't go overboard, right? Um, so don't just indulge yourself into to watching every reader, watching every every placement from you know your sun moon rising to your your Mars Saturn. You know, I, don't go overboard. Kind of pick what you feel like wh- who resonates with you the most. And um, and what placements resonate with you the most? Um, Because for one, I'm a Pisces um, North. Is it a Pisces North Node? My North Node is in Pisces. So your North Node talks about um, some some life, uh, basically your future, in my opinion, and and things who you achieve to be, who you're aspiring to become in this lifetime. You you're aspiring to become in this specific energy so for me Pisces so I said that uh, I watched this one lady and I had been watching her for a long time and I had just gotten into my chart and I was like let me watch my north node and it was like almost more spot on than any other placement but I don't always get that from other readers it's her in particular because I feel like she's really into astrology you know, she's not just a reader. There's other elements to her. You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like you need to be cautious of, again, the people, the messages, um, how, how they come off. If you know this isn't for you, um, then then don't listen to it. And don't give the readers the, a hard time. Let me just, let me be an advocate for the tarot card readers, right? Because they'll be like, this doesn't resonate with me. Everything is not going to resonate with you, okay? So I had to put a disclaimer in my videos. This may not be a message for you, but it's definitely a message for somebody. I would not be picking up on this energy if it wasn't a message that needed to be said. You know, whether or not I'm not appealing to the masses, I might be dealing with 25 to 50% of uh, my audience, you know, but I needed to get this message out. Spirit told me to say this. These cards came out for this, you know. So just be cautious. Yeah, I feel like there are some fakes because you have people who duplicate people's pages. Um, they try to do things like um, they try to, um, I guess, solicit people for readings and stuff. A lot of times readers are not going to reach out to you for readings, you know, especially if it's paid readings. Like I was soliciting people for readings, but I wasn't even asking for no money. I was just like, hey, do you want to be my muse? You know, do you, do you want to be my test dummy? You know, whatever the case may be. But if they're trying to charge you money and somebody is reaching out to you, nine times out of 10, that may not be 
um, the person that the channel or the page is necessarily connected to. So anytime you're watching these readings, make sure they're um, accurate pages, you know, read any reviews. Um, also, um, just check, especially on YouTube, check the description box. A lot of times that reader has everything you need to know how to contact them, a website, um, like my Etsy stores down there, all my, my PayPal's and, and Cash App, all that information is listed there. Um, so just be cautious and be mindful, but use your intuition. Don't go overboard and listen to everybody. It's, it's just like you getting regular readings. You don't need everybody to read you. You know, so you don't need to listen to everybody. That's a really good tip. And like in the end too, it's an exchange of energy. So like, you're not going to be like getting the same energy from the same person over and over. And like, if you're exchanging energy and it's like the right moments, then it's going to fit. But like, that's Mm -hmm. not going to happen every single time. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to tell like one of my tarot stories, which actually goes into your last controversial tarot topic. Okay. So I had a deck of cards, um, which I don't remember where I got them, but that's like what I was doing readings on Nat with and like some of my friends and um, they were just generally okay. I never really felt connected with them. And like, I really did try to connect with them. Like I tried to do rituals with them and Mm -hmm. cleanse them a lot and they just felt off. And so I was actually taking an energy healing class at the time. And we learned to cleanse objects. So one of the classes we had to bring in our own personal object into class. So there was like family photos and like childhood Mm -hmm. stuffed animals. And I brought in my cards. And so everyone in the class was somewhat intuitive, like on the range of intuitive, like we could, we could feel things. Um, I don't want to say more than the average person, but we were attuned to it. And everyone who went up to my cards, they were like, oh, something's wrong with these. Like, these are not right. Mm -hmm. So we cleansed them. They felt a lot better. I still never felt connected with them. So I ended up getting rid of them, but that kind of goes to your last controversial tarot topic. Like, are these cards safe? Like, can they ever be unsafe? And like, what maybe was I feeling with those cards? Yes. Now I do feel like the practice of tarot cards, they, it is safe, you know, as long as you protect yourself and you cleanse and you take those necessary steps and precautions and being very, um, weary of what you're doing. So for example, I have this deck of cards, um, it's called the New Orleans Voodoo Tarot Deck. I don't practice voodoo. Um, however, I was very attracted to the, the art and the cards, okay? So it was like African-American people. I had never seen a deck like that. I was like, oh my God, I got to have it. So the lady sold me the deck. She said, I have this deck. She said, do not read yourself with this deck. She repeated it. Again, do not read yourself with this deck. I'm like, oh, okay, bye. Okay, so I start reading myself with this deck. And I really felt like things were kind of getting a little jumbled. I really wasn't making clear decisions. I really, I was trying to like chime in on this deck and it was like, it, it worked for other people, but I'm like, yo, like I, I want to read myself. Like they're so interesting. I want to read myself with these cards. And I could see, I started to see why she said, don't read yourself with these cards. I felt like the energy, the strength behind these cards. Um, If you start to read yourself, it may alter your perception. You know, I feel like they are not meant for you to read yourself. Now, I guess that would go and say, 
can you read yourself, right? That was something else that I was coming across. You know, um, yes, I do believe you can read yourself. Me personally, what I recommend, I can read cards with no book, but I still will use like my regular writer deck, put it literally in a spread like the Celtic cross or whatever. So I know exactly what each placement is and what it's trying to tell me. And I will literally look up. I have a couple of sites that I normally use. I will literally look up the meaning. So that way I'm not interpreting the cards the way I want to interpret them. I'm interpreting the cards the way they're supposed to be interpreted. Because sometimes when you are reading yourself and what gets confusing is you start believing what you want to believe and you think that you're seeing certain things that you are not seeing. So that's another reason why I feel like people shouldn't read themselves. But overall, yes, I feel like tarot cards are safe. Now, as for your deck, I had a friend to drop off a deck of cards to me. She was like, Britt, I don't like these cards. I hate them. I think you should have them. She was like, every time I use these cards, I see something bad. I don't want them. You know, so I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'll take them. You know, it was like um, an Egyptian deck. It was all major arcana cards. It was no, it was only 22 cards in there. So it was no other cards in there. So I was like, you know what? I'll take them. I absolutely love these cards. <laughs> I absolutely love them. It's the imagery. I read them all upright. I was, I don't know. I, I feel like this is how I'm supposed to treat these cards. You know, um, it's certain things. Sometimes cards aren't meant for people, right? You're not, you're not um, connecting with them cards. You could have not just been connecting them, but if other people were picking up on some type of heavy energy, then it could have been something attached to the cards or somebody that was using those cards. Uh, were they new though? I'm sorry. Were they new or they were used? I think they were new when I got them, which was kind of the weird part about it. And I don't remember picking them up anywhere crazy that it like would have yeah. gotten a weird yeah. energy, but it happens, you know? Yeah. But sometimes you don't never know who handled those cards prior to or whatever the case may be, you know? So, um, I, I probably think they weren't meant for you. Maybe that energy and maybe those cards is giving off that energy to let them let. So the other people could pick it up. Like, nah, this is not for you. This is not you. So it could have been a couple of different things. It could have been, you know, somebody handling those cards and it picked up a negative energy, you know? Um, but for the most part, I feel like maybe they just weren't your cards, you know, cause you couldn't connect with them. But I'm going to say this. I've had cards for years, right? Somebody will give me a deck. I won't pick it up. I'm like, I just never connected to them. And then I'll go through something, pick up this deck, and I'm reading this deck. I'm like, dang, I didn't know all this cool imagery was in this deck. Like, I never took the time to really connect with this deck more than I had tried, you know? So sometimes when you have a deck, sometimes it's not meant for you to use it. You just end up using it later on. You know, I've experienced that as well. I've, I've had a couple of decks. I Even this, like, little voodoo deck that I was just talking about, the book that came with it, I pulled it out a couple of nights ago. Because we're uh, me and my spiritual friend were um, researching Santeria and and the practice of Santeria and you know you know we're just doing random topics. So um, I was like, I think my tarot deck has a, a has a um, Santeria, uh, what you call it, um, a suit of Santeria, like the Mitre Arcana. So it represents the pinnacle energy. Um, cause the Santerias, they use herbs, um, a lot of herbs and stuff and earth, dirt and different things from the earth to do their rituals. So that book itself, we're trying to figure it out. Google it. I had all the answers in the book that I've had for at least four years. 
so cool. Um, I've never owned a, a deck, so I don't have any <laughs> stories like this, um, but I love hearing them. Before we get into, I don't know if you have, I see you have noted like two crazy stories with your experience, but before, I don't know if you already touched on them through the episode, but before we do so, um, could you read our flowers that we drew for you today? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I'm so ready. I'm excited. So yes, as I was saying, the flowers, um, this was the first assignment. I took a tarot card reading class in Orlando. It was nine weeks and um, it was one class week. Again, I was fresh out of college. I was still broke child. And I was, um, the cool thing, the class cost $90, but it was like, they let us do a payment plan. So all we needed was $10 each class to get through the door. Right. And it was my one day a week. It was on a Monday and I I absolutely loved it. But the one thing that she promised to us was to teach us how to read tarot without the book. And that's exactly what she taught us. And this exercise was like the icebreaker for the class it was the very first thing that we did so absolutely I'm ready to read your flower so how how do you want this to work do you want us to go one at a time what's the best way for you you to do this yeah let's go one at a time Nat do you want to go first do you (laughs) okay I'll I'll go first mine looks like a butt (laughs) oh okay no it doesn't look like a butt I feel like it looks like a lot of hearts okay so I feel like maybe um you uh I feel like you're you're a simple person. I feel like you don't need too much. I feel like the simple things in life makes your heart glow and it actually makes you happy. Um, I feel like you do share a lot of your love with other people. I, I don't feel like you're a very selfish person. You're very giving. I feel like sometimes maybe you can be too giving. Um, I do feel like you got this uh, courage. It looks like a little lion under there. If you turn it back, I don't know. I feel like a lion kind of energy. So I do get like this tough exterior. So I wouldn't really mess with Belle, right? Like, cause if she wants to get mean, she can't get mean, but I feel like it's warranted, right? I don't feel like you ever just go off on somebody just because. Um, I feel like you're just so, your heart is so soft your courage. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you did, you volunteered. Um, if you just, I don't know, girl, you're so loving. You have so much love to offer the world. I really don't know if you know that yourself as much love as you give out. Um, always be aware that people could take advantage of you because you are so kind you are so giving right uh but just keep being strong and standing up for yourself and standing up for what's right I feel like you're an advocate for something or for people or for somebody um you'll always be that person I feel like if you were ever like this famous person like you would throw fancy charities charity (laughs) balls or something right um today we're giving back to uh (laughs) to the you know the the cancer society of america or something like that right and all the money and all the things that you raise they would go to your charity and because i feel like you're just that giving i love it you have beautiful energy oh you like made me tear up i feel like that's the person that i want to be and like Mm -hmm. i feel that within myself and i don't feel like i'm quite there yet and like mm-hmm. stepping into that fully but I do feel like that's accurate and that was really sweet so yeah you're the lion trying you're the lion in uh the wizard of oz he's going to um what the the wizard of oz to get his his courage 
Yeah. The, the lion trying to go get his courage, right? Aww, so right. I, that's all it is. You're just on your path. Yeah, you'll definitely inspire to be that. But I feel like it's already within you. You already, you already see that. You already feel that. So yeah, you're already there. It's just that maybe don't be, don't be so hard on yourself either. Right. Don't be so hard on yourself. You, you already that a are lot. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, have a lot of um, Leo energy in my chart, too, which ah, maybe you're like the- feeling that lion. <laughs> yes, I saw it literally looked like a lion in the in the face. I love that. Yes. I was going to ask you if you had Leo in your chart, but yeah. Um, look, audience, I did not ask them their their zodiac. So um, so that's the cool part. I didn't want to ask you a lot of personal information because I wanted to see what came out in your flowers yeah and this is the first time you're seeing this it's interesting too because this I I don't know why I was thinking about this flower the whole day and I was like Mm. I just want to draw this I don't know why it's probably not going to turn out to be pretty but like this is what I want (laughs) to do and I had like no reason for it so that's just what came through (laughs) yeah I'm telling you it's the simple things in life for you (laughs) I feel like you might be a very nature oriented person I don't like if you like to be outside and and, and like to (laughs) go by the stream or go for a hike or something like that or ride your bike through the trail I don't know I like you're that type of person that's it you got it 100% all right now let's see yours all right um it might be weird at first because of the screen on screen oh you can see it look at your bright personality it's a little quirky you know it's like some days you'll get this some days you'll get that but it's all you Um, I feel like you have a very solid foundation um that you grew up in so maybe you're a very family oriented person maybe you guys are very close-knit you're very tight but I can say you're one of those people who probably always say if it wasn't for my family if it wasn't for them I wouldn't be here today that is absolutely correct right they actually they I think they were very accepting of you no matter what you wanted to do no matter who you were they let Nat be Nat, you know, and I feel like that actually helped you grow into the person. Um, Yeah, there you go. It actually helped you grow into the person that you really are today. Right. Um, I feel like you're very proud to be different. You stand, you love to stand out. It, it, like, I feel like you love colors, like you love all kinds of colors. Right. So whether it's yellow, it's that bright yellow. Right. Or it's like neon colors. I feel like bright is you. Right. So even though I feel like you may like the flowers, the petals are very subtle. Right. So I do feel like you have this kind of like laid back kind of energy, this laid back kind of vibe, but the spikes make you who you are. I also feel like you're multi-talented, right? I feel like you're very good at a lot of things. I feel like sometimes your mind may confuse you. I get a lot of air energy. So maybe sometimes you're you're constantly thinking a lot, uh, but I feel like you have some good ideas, um, some very, very good ideas. I feel like um, some things are developing faster than others. So one thing Spirit is telling me to tell you is just to kind of organize them. Take your time um, and do one thing at a time. Everything that you want to do in life, you will be able to do. 
right? It's just a matter of organizing. I feel like, so for maybe two years, you're doing this, um, and, and maybe the next two years, you're a humanitarian or something, and maybe the next two years, like, I'm going abroad, see you later. Like, I don't know. I just feel like you're all over the place, but I feel like that's what makes you you. That's what makes you happy. I feel like you're very content with yourself, too. Like, I am who I am. You either like it or love it, honey, but your foundation, your people, um, your family, they made you who you were. They allowed you to grow and be who you were. That's actually something that I aspire to do for my own child. So big ups to your parents. Okay. (laughs) You are like hitting the nail on the head with that. Cause like people I'll like meet people. And so like, even my current boyfriend, he was like, the first thing he said was how my family just like accepts me. And even him, like they allow you to speak your mind and say whatever mm-hmm. you want. Like there's no filter, nothing, which has helped, I think, make me feel myself and be like yeah. very unique. And I like, yeah, you have a green thumb. Do you have a green thumb? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then <laughs> I see that plant. I'm like, I think she has a green thumb because the green in the bottom, I feel like you'll be able to grow anything. So if that's ever on your list of stuff to do, I don't know, like a greenhouse or something, I feel like you have a greenhouse or something. Yeah. But if that's on your list of things to do, then I would definitely do that because it'll be natural to you because of the like you're you naturally have a green thumb you will oh. always like that'll be I feel like you'll be 80 in your garden right yes drink wine or something but I feel like I feel like you're 80 in your garden like looking in your flowers and like just observing earth and energy I love that that dreams right there I I want I've always said I don't know if you've seen like people their houses you'll see it on like Instagram or something like people will have houses where like, it's just plants everywhere, like on the Mm -hmm. wall, hanging from the ceiling. Like I want that. (laughs) I want to live in a greenhouse. (laughs) I want to call you poison Ivy and you're giving me that kind of, uh, vibe anyway right with the leaves and the stuff yes. in the background your shirt is like a mint green or something right now like I just love that energy <laughs> yes right, I'm gonna call you poison ivy <laughs> I was I was her for Halloween one year spot on how I'm on to something huh? you are connected <laughs> yes. I love it so <laughs> oh my god I'm like still blown away by both of those but so to end us off or to almost end us off. Cause we do have one more question, but before that, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to hear your crazy stories from your experiences with tarot, because I'm sure you have encountered some wild things and I would love to hear about them. Okay. So my very first story, I was telling you guys a story. You were like, you have to tell this story. Um, when we, um, Oh, put a pin in that. We have to tell the story about how we, got together so we'll, we'll put a pin in that but yeah. um so I told you guys this story when we were in the initial meeting so um I had I, I completely forgot about this this lady um this lady reading I, I had told her I was gonna give her a free reading um because she actually had sent me so many referrals and she had purchased so many readings I'm like hey let's do a free 30 minute reading and I had completely forgot about her that Friday I'm like oh yeah I'm about to take this nap and you know I then I had double schedule her and somebody else and I was on one reading and and things got jumbled up basically so I basically didn't catch her to give her her reading that day so I did it on Saturday so um there's this little side hustle I'm doing with my mom on Saturdays where I go home every weekend 
So I was like, okay, I'm gonna schedule her through then. So my Buddhist friend, Lynn, shout out to Lynn. She bought me a, um, a book called the, it's called the secret language of birthdays. And what I'll do for you guys, if you guys want to send me your book, your birthdays, I'll send you the pages out of here because everybody's birthday is in this book. So 365, 366 on the leap year, everybody's birthday is in here. Right. So I got this book. So I'm so excited. I start reading. It's like 10 o'clock Saturday morning, you know. Um, no, it was like, no, it was later in the afternoon. I'm gonna tell you why. Cause I am 420 friendly. So I did take one of the Delta 8 gummies. So shout out to my cousin. Um, she is actually creating this um this line where she's selling um CBD gummies. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna take one of these Delta 8 gummies, you know. So I took it. So it's time for the reading and then kicked in too. So I'm like, uh, you know, I'm chilling, I'm happy, you know, all this stuff. So I didn't set the mood. I'm in my mom's room and I'm showing her the book, just regular, you know, just the front of the book. And I go to take the book and I toss it over here to land on the bed. And it's like a force. I didn't feel anything hit me in particular. So let's be clear. But I felt like a force made this book just fall, like maybe something hit the book. And when it fell, it just fell right open. And it landed on December 13th. So I looked down at the book and she, we are on video chat, right? So she could see what's going on. She didn't see the book, um, how it failed, but she could see it. So she was like, um, are you sure you want to continue this reading? I mean, that was kind of creepy. And I'm like, shoot, we here now, let's go, you know, because we already knew we were going to talk about her ancestry and where her family came from. We already knew that before we even got to that day. So um, long story short, it, it got to a part of the reading to where I was like, there's some kind of dark force, this evil force, this person that either was like, he was a killer or murderer or stalker. It was a real dark energy. So I, I wanted to see, you know, who this person was. So I asked, I, I asked the cards, like, who is this? You know, so like the last two cards was like the card that looked like the Grim Reaper. And it was the card of the pensioner, which is a retiree. Like, and it was this kind of fat old man, right? And I'm like, I'm getting this dirty old man kind of energy, right? So I, she was like, oh, okay. I don't really know what you're talking about. But in the cards, I could literally see his birthday, 12, 13. And I took, I showed it, I took the camera and I showed it. So I said, look, that's the same birthday. So we wrote it down. It gave us a year and everything. So I'm still reading his energy and I'm taking other days. I got cars flying everywhere, cars flying on the floor. And then I said, you know what? He wants somebody to be scared of him because the actual car itself said fright at the bottom. So I said, oh, he wants somebody to be scared of him. I said, but I ain't scared of him. I'm about to cleanse it, clean his energy out. So I bumble the cards up. And as soon as I bumble the cards up, I could just feel this heavy, heavy, it's like a breath. And it was like, huh, and it like just breathed in my ear. He, he, I don't know what he did, but it was like, and then he just like disappeared and it was just gone. But I could feel the warmth of it. It wasn't even like, I could just like hear it. I could hear it. I could feel it. And it was like, he was so mad. He huffed, but it was almost like he couldn't touch me. And that's why I say it's so important for you to say protect it. Right. Cause I feel like he was just like, who, and he just disappeared, but I had cleared his energy. All right. It was a crazy thing. I was like, maybe I'm just too close to the spirits on these Delta eight gummies, but 
I do not recommend taking Delta 8 gummies and doing spiritual reads. Okay. So let's just make that disclaimer. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Did you ever uh, find out the significance of the birthday, the 12, so 13? No, I have not. I'm still working with her right now because she's actually the the reason why she even prompted this um, reading is because she's starting to like trying to figure out where she's from and her heritage and her background. Like me, myself, I just took an ancestry DNA test. So like, I feel like she was just kind of on the path of like, who am I? Um, What am I doing? And I feel like me giving her some kind of insight. So we've been messaging back and forth and I've been doing my research for some reason. I've been kind of researching like serial killers. It also gave us a year, like I want to say 1942. So it gave us a year. It gave us a birth date. Um, And it was just so clear. I can't, I cannot even help, but to, um, to know that that was a, a significant message. It was a significant person um that has something to do with her family heritage and something that she was eventually going to uncover um i'm kind of curious and i would definitely keep you guys updated on um how it all pans out because <laughs> we're definitely on it we're both researching going back and forth because i'm like that was too distinct too significant for it not to mean something yeah that's wild um i wish i've never had an experience where i like well i shouldn't say i wish because i say this and every time i say it people are like you don't want it it's like terrifying it's like the weirdest thing but i've never had a moment where i felt like a spirit or anything like i've never had a physical intercation or is that even a word intercation (laughs) maybe (laughs) altercation altercation thank you everyone (laughs) I've never had an altercation with the spirit, but I know tons of people that have. So I don't know what my disconnect is. I won't say it's a disconnect, right? Um, But again, as you said, sometimes you don't think you want to see things until you actually see them, right? So it's kind of like um, I've been having these weird dreams um, lately. Uh, Tell you a quick funny story. So, um, so I dream. And it'll be so crazy. I'll dream something and I'll be mad with spirit or, you know, I'll be mad. I'm like, it'll they'll make me dream about like a text message or email that I'm about to get when I just open my eyes. You know, I'm like, this can wait. Like, stop trying to send me downloads while I'm trying to sleep. Like, let me get this last hour in before I have to start my day. So one morning I was I had opened my eyes, but I went I dozed back off to sleep for like a second. And I was dreaming that I was at my mom's house with my uncle and we were running around trying to catch this golden roach and it was big and it had a tail on it like a lizard, but it was like special. So we were running around, running around trying to kill this big old golden roach. And I remember all of a sudden we couldn't catch it. And then all of a sudden I woke up, my phone rings and I wake up to reality. So it's my uncle, the same uncle that I'm running around in the dream with It's him. He calls me. He was like, hey, Britt, I'm about to go to work. You got any roaches over there I could smoke before I go to work? And I'm like, really? A fucking golden roach. That was the golden roach. 
because he was literally talking about like if I had some clips of you know 420 I'm like bro like spirit now you couldn't have waited to tell me that bro like you really had to make me have that dream for a second before I just woke up and, and that's what it was you know I mean that's absolutely ridiculous so sometimes I do get absolutely funny ridiculous downloads and sometimes I'll get a very dark download or a very dark dream you know what I'm saying but sometimes I feel like they're warnings sometimes I feel like I don't know their signs. I don't know. Sometimes it gets overwhelming, you guys. Oh my gosh, I can imagine. That's hilarious, though. He really needed it. <laughs> he had right, to send he it. Call me, y'all. It was like seven a.m. No lie. And I'm like, why are you even up so early? Like, bro, like, no. But I do not have that. He was like, he was very adamant. Um. So yeah. So be very wary of the things that you feel like you want to see. Uh, because when you do start seeing them, um, it could be a little bit overwhelming sometimes. So I do also, anybody that reads tarot, I feel like you always need an outlet. So me personally, I have a therapist, I go to boxing class. It helps me kind of clear out my mind. I'm a writer. Um, so all those things kind of help me get my, keep my mind intact. Um, because if I'm all over the place, then I might not be able to give you accurate messages. If I keep holding on to all these things, because people, again, people call you with some very heavy um, things, you know, and it'll be stories, again, tales from the tarot. It'll be stories that you would never thought that you have heard from people, right? Um, some of the stories I want to tell you about, I can't, because I have like this um, client uh, what do you call it? The client, uh, confidentiality, the client, uh, you know, what do y'all call it? That's what I would call it. Client confidentiality. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you have your little confidentiality with, with your clients. So you don't, you don't necessarily want to, um, expose those things. But one thing that I can say, my other crazy story was not a story of me, um, reading tarot, but it was a story of me starting to, uh, flourish as I, the higher I ascended in my spiritual path, the more things I was witnessing. Um, so I was like maybe week four or five in the, that tarot card reading class. And we were going through and um, me and my ex, we had a big fight. Now I had been telling him for weeks, I was having these dreams. I would lay down, take a nap and have a dream that the police was at the door. They were raiding the door. It was going to be something going on. Like they were flushing things down the toilet. I kept telling him like, bro, I don't know what you're doing, who you doing it with, but you need to stop. I had this dream like three times of him and his specific homeboy. So long story short, a lot of things went down. Just like I said, they got arrested for some stupid mess. And so then they want to say, oh, I should have believed you. Or I should have believed you. So me and his friend said, me and his friend had a little falling out because his friend was being real extra, you know. So, you know, I, won't, I wasn't talking to him. So I was on my way out the house after he had just said the worst. It was the worst. So his friend was out there and he was out there. So the friend is who we're going to focus on, right? So... My ex is out there, the friend standing next to him, and he towered over my boyfriend. He was like huge or something. So I was walking outside, I was on the way to the car to go to the Sheets because I didn't have a life and the Sheets was my only hangout spot because I was new to Orlando. So I would just go, I don't even know if it was a Sheets. No, it was the, um, ah, what's that? What is that um, store called? 
I'll figure it out in a minute, but it's a specific store in Florida. It's kind of like a sheets where you can um go and order all the, these different foods and stuff. So I was hanging out there. And um, so I was on my way there and I walked out the door and I remember him turning and looking at me because I never said anything. I never spoke to him. And he, his voice was distorted. And he was like, hey, Brittany. It was like evil almost. So I turned and looked at him. And when I looked at him, the way the sun hit his face, it was almost like they showed me his max. It's like the sun exposed him to me. It was like a real distorted demon looking figure at the front of his face, the way the sun hit his face. And it scared the living, like the living daylights out of me. I went to that store and I sat there for like four hours. I refused to go back home because I wanted to make sure that he was not there. I felt that energy so heavy. I tell people the sun is the happiest car in the tarot deck. However, when it's reversed sideways or different other ways, it's exposing people for who they who truly are. There's things that you will see in the sunlight and things that you see in the moonlight that you would never think you would see. But that was the first day I felt like I saw like a real life demon and I was scared to death. And it, and it happens. And I feel like it was because I had reached a certain plateau in my spirituality. It was beautiful, though. You know, once I now that I think about it, you know, laugh at it. I'm like, oh, OK, that's a that's a pinpoint of when I was ascending. Right. But at the time, it was scary. So that I see I've seen scarier things since then. Right. So that doesn't even bother me. That image in my mind that I of course, I'm not going to be able to get out of my mind when I saw. But that's nothing compared to things that I see now. It's a piece of cake. Wow. To, okay. To experience that and still take such strong insights from it mm-hmm. is incredible. Like what you were saying about like the sun exposing people and like the moonlight mm-hmm. exposing people or exposing things like that's an incredible insight to take from that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that has a lot to do with the interpretation. And the reason why I told that is because it ties to the sun card. When I'm reading tarot cards and that sun card comes out any other way, and it has like, especially if it's with the moon, um, for me, I'll do a reading where um, I'll use the moon and the sun energy. The moon for me is what is hidden and the sun is what is going to be revealed. Right. So I'll do that energy. I'll pull other cards based off of those two cards because I want to pull out, you know, and it'll be like people don't know certain things. Right. And I'll pull it out. OK, this is how you're going to find this out. This is what's going to come to the light or some things that they don't even know that's about to come to the light. And I kind of give them a warning. Right. Sometimes you get warnings from the tarot. I've had somebody say like, man, if I wasn't thinking about you warning me about how these people were going to act and I'm trying to ascend and be on my spiritual and, and not flip out and, and not be the person I would be. They said, I don't know where I'll be at. I don't know how I would have reacted or if I would have flipped out um, because you warned me about a situation. You know what I'm saying? Because people stay on certain paths. They still deal with certain people. They know they ain't supposed to be dealing with. And then, bam, they end up in a situation that they really told them about but at least they had a warning. You know, some people believe that shit don't stink, right? So they'll keep going back to their exes. They'll keep hanging out with toxic friends. They'll still, you know, deal with toxic family members and different stuff like that. And those same instances that they were supposed to be aware of, it comes to fruition and they're like, oh man, but then they think and they stop. Like if they wouldn't have had that warning, 
again, because some things are written in the stars, but if they wouldn't have had that warning, they might have reacted a little bit differently. Definitely. Wow. So to end us on a, a good note, though, um, another like story of synchronicity. And I can't believe we forgot to tell this at the beginning, but the way that we were connected was like such a wild day that turned into like months because we <laughs> so, OK, we'll just tell the story. So Natalie and I were in North Carolina visiting our friend Megan and Nat's car broke down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First time that has ever happened to me, too. <laughs> I was like, wow. and it was like. It was a bad day. Like we had just had a rough day in general. And then, so we like, I somehow made it work to get to the auto zone. Right, Nat? I, yeah, I don't even, it was at a, I am trying to remember myself. I feel like we were at a gas station, broke down. Like my car wouldn't turn back on. It took like a couple people, like a triple A, I think it was triple A. Yeah. Triple A like came, jumped my car, a couple people like, so my car just wouldn't start. And then the second guy came and that's when it started. Like he jumped it. I think the battery he used was big enough to charge my type of car. The first battery wasn't big enough or something like that. And then he tells me like, I was about to just like, Oh, he jumped it. It's good. Let's get on the road and head to Maryland. But he was like, no, you need a new battery. Like he, he, I'm pretty sure if I, do you remember that bail? I feel like he, yeah, he was me, like, if you stop the car, like it's not going to turn on again. Like just go straight to an auto zone. Yeah. Oh. So like, I wasn't going to do that. And unless he told me that, so he told me go to get a car battery. He was like auto zone or something is like not far away. So there we are in auto zone. And we met Cassandra who was like a beautiful gem who just like, I don't know, for me personally, going to a auto zone or like a car shop, it's intimidating for me as a mm-hmm. female. Like, I just like, don't like those places. I feel like people take advantage of me. Like if a man mm-hmm. sees me walk in, they think I know nothing about cars and they'll just right. like sell you whatever. So like to have her who was like so nice and just being like, oh yeah, like this is what you need. And I was, yeah, Bale, if you want to add any more details. Yeah. We kind of had like a weird experience there too. Like there were sketchy guys there who commented on both of us. And I don't remember what they said. It doesn't matter. But, um, Cassandra came out and she had, I think she had a tiger's eye, um, crystal on. And I was like, girl, I love your crystal. And we just started talking. And then, so she connected us with you and that's why we are here together today. And I'm so thankful for that. So it's just like, so funny when you, open yourself up to these situations and like talk to people and like allow the light in like the connections mm-hmm. that come from it are so beautiful. Yeah. Cause we like, I feel like we could have just gone to the auto zone, bought a battery, put it in ourselves. She helped us put it in our car. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is like amazing. I'm so thankful. And like, we could have just like let her put the battery in our car and not say anything. But then Bale mm-hmm. mentions the tiger's eye and just conversation flowed And yeah, just, and then like, if we didn't say we had a podcast, she wouldn't have said she had a friend that has a Mm -hmm. YouTube channel. Like, it was just like, like Bale said, if you open yourself up to these things and just one, feel comfortable talking about yourself and feel comfortable talking to other people, like you Mm -hmm. never know who the other person may know. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in treat all people with kindness and, and you're good to all people because you never know who you may be um, in front of. You know, never know when uh, anybody, an angel or um, a person in need is in your midst 
or God. Sometimes, sometimes people would be like, it's God testing you. It's Jesus testing you, right? You never know. Whatever your beliefs are, you're higher up. So, um, so you, you really never know, you know? But I'm absolutely grateful for it. Um, and shout out to Sandra. So I call her Sandra. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, we've known each other since we were 12. And I'm, what, 33? Oh, my God. That's 21 years. That's, that's too long, man. Sandra, we getting old, girl. Oh. No, you're getting wise. Yes. Very <laughs> Clearly. So <laughs> we never record this long. Like this has been such a fun episode and I oh, hate man. to wrap it up, but like yeah. you have the great stories. But so we always ask our guests the same question. So BJ, how do you live your best life? Um, I live my best life by literally being genuine. Um I love to be me. I'm not ever going to be anyone else. Uh, I definitely incorporate this, that genuine song, same OG. Like that's me. I'm I'm never going to change. I'm always going to emerge. I'm always going to blossom. I'm always going to develop. I'm always going to learn more, but I live my best life by just literally being me. Um, Like I said, um, health is wealth. Um, So I'll I'll get into boxing. I get into um, my therapist. I love my therapist, you know, just talking to them and being able to relate to them. Um, My son, oh my God, my son, Nigel, shout out to Nigel. He is eight years old. Um, He is like a little Einstein. He's like a little genius or something, Um, but he's also spiritually connected. It's kind of weird. It's kind of scary, but you know, I I deal with myself, so I got to deal with my my offspring. (laughs) So, um, but he is absolutely amazing. Um, He is the reason why I am who I am today. If it wasn't for um, having him, I don't know what life path I would have been on. Um, So he actually changed my life. He changed my perspective. He gave me something to live for. He gave me something to work for. Uh, We do a lot of things together. Um, The other day, he just told me like, oh, yeah, like, I feel sorry for mommy. Like, she needs somebody. I'm like, okay, bro, like, you get a little bit out there. But, you know, he's he's so sweet. He's so genuine, you know, and that's what I'm trying to teach him. Be genuine. Be who you are. Um, And and just having fun. Um, The YouTube channel is another way I'm living my best life, right? I was so nervous to do this channel. I'm always the behind the scenes person. I'm never in for, I don't like to be in front of the scenes, right? Because I'm like, I get attention, you know, you get attention when you walk through and so forth, but I don't like to be the person. I don't have to, I'm kind of like Tupac. I just want the money, fuck the fame, right? So it's kind of that energy for me. Like, I don't have to be out there broadcasted, but after some test trial runs, my videos, my friends was like, we want to see you. And I'm like, oh man, y'all can't just see my hands or something. Like my nails, they cute, you know, like, so I incorporated that and I love doing it because I'm helping people. You don't have to pay for it. It might, you might not get the best accurate. Um, you might not get the best um, accurate message directly for you, but you're going to take away from it something, something positive. Um, I just hit 7,000 subscribers. Um, so I'm so excited about that. Um, uh, it'll be a year, December 5th, that I have been doing this channel. So for me to get this far, and I've read that people have taken years to get that many subscribers, I'm absolutely grateful for that. I'm definitely going to keep on pushing. 
Um, again, I'm an author. I graduated from North Carolina Central University. All my eagles stand up. I graduated um, with a degree in mass communications and concentration in journalism. I minored in writing. I have my book coming out. Um, I'm re-releasing it because I released it during the pandemic. I think I have it here somewhere. Yeah, let me get it. So I'm re-releasing my book via Amazon only. And it's called the X-Code Compilation Dangerous Assumptions, okay? So I basically incorporate a story. And at the end of each story, I put a poem, a poem that coincides with the chapter. So that's why I call it a compilation. I, it has a new cover. I'm so excited. It's like purple and gold. And, you know, so I'm really excited to re-release this book because I didn't get to do all the things that I wanted to do during the pandemic and so forth. So I'm an author. I'm a mother. I'm a spiritual advisor. And I help people. I'll, I'll, I help people. So that's how I live my best life. I freaking love it. Um, Congrats on 7,000. That's insane in a year I thought you've been doing this way longer so (laughs) yeah my channel yeah my channel was new and then when I like discovered that people did this on YouTube I'm like yo I could have been at a channel but I do believe in divine timing right because I probably wasn't in the mental space or the physical space or whatever the case may be to be able to to take this channel the way the way it's going so my goal is to hit 10,000 subscribers by the one year anniversary December 5th so we're pushing for that okay you guys so definitely go to YouTube Royal Revelations subscribe to the channel check out the videos I love to talk to you guys back I'm always in the comment section so please talk to me and you know watch the videos and tell me what you think yes so aside from you is that like the best place for our listeners to find you is the youtube channel and contact you through that yes the best place because you will have um all my information is in the description box so my email which is uh bj royals revelations at gmail.com so all of that information um i have my etsy store so i you can purchase or read it through my etsy store which is also royal revelations one word um i think youtube you have to type it in separately royal revelations but either way it's the same thing royal revelations okay so you can do it on youtube that's the etsy store um on instagram i am at bj royals revelations so i have bj in front of royal revelations that's the only variation other than that royal revelations youtube etsy and instagram great and we will have this all linked in the bio as well for you yes and i'm always giving out free readings i don't know when you guys are going to air this um but i'm actually going to live tomorrow to give away seven free readings because i reached seven thousand subscribers so i'm always definitely subscribe because i'm always giving out free readings that's my ties that's my offering right trying to give back right so that's my way of doing it because you guys don't have to watch my videos you don't have to comment you don't have to like me so it's actually truly a blessing for you guys to help get my gift out there great well thank you i'm not sure when this will air either but thank you for (laughs) (laughs) thank you for recording and taking the time Uh, clearly we love the conversation because we never wanted to stop uh so Mm, absolutely so much like gratitude for you Thank you. No, you guys, thank you guys so much from the moment I got on that initial call with you guys. I loved your energy. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for just recognizing that, hey, like, I think she's kind of cool. And I think you guys are cool too. You guys are living your best life and you guys are helping others do the same. So thank you 
absolutely for this platform and the opportunity as well.